market-ready cattle and too little packing capacity continued to have their way with cattle markets, but futures did rally to start the week. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmael. Hello and welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point for May 11th, sponsored by Calf News. I'm Wes Ishmael. Lingering pandemic impacts, the relentless increase in feed costs, and the specter of expanding drought forcing more cattle to town continued to pressure cattle markets last week. As Stephen Kuntz, agricultural economist at Colorado State University, explains in the latest Livestock Monitor, optimism from late winter and early spring is being replaced by realism that it's going to take another two to three months to work through the large front-loaded fed animal inventories, that fed animal slaughter is at capacity, and that costs of gain are now substantially higher than the past several years. Those larger-than-expected ready-fed cattle supplies stem from pandemic impacts as well as the February winter storm that disrupted supply chains. Concurrently, packing capacity remains less than before the pandemic. According to Kuntz, combined fed steer and fed heifer slaughter has been just short of 525,000 head a week. It's likely, he says, that this is a reasonable maximum that the packing industry can process. Although packer margins are strong, he explains there's little incentive to pay more for fed cattle when plants are already operating six days a week. And there's little to no possibility to process more cattle regardless of the incentive to do so. Based on the April Cattle on Feed report, Kuntz points out that the number of cattle on feed for more than 120 days and for more than 150 days declined, suggesting some progress in reducing market-ready fed cattle supplies. But, he says, supplies will likely be abundant into late summer. Negotiated cash fed cattle prices struggled for steady money last week despite the rampant rise in wholesale beef values. Live prices for the week were steady to 50 cents lower in the Texas Panhandle at $117.50 to $119.00 weight. They were steady in Kansas at $119, $1-$2 lower in Nebraska at $118, and steady to $1 lower in the Western Corn Belt at $118 to $119. Dress trade was $1-$2 lower in Nebraska at $188 to $190, and steady to $4 lower in the Western Corn Belt at $187 to $190. The five area direct average steer price last week was $1.05 lower on a live basis at $118.20. It was $1.91 lower in the beef at $188.53. At the same time, wholesale beef prices continue to climb. Choice box beef cutout value was $9.81 higher week to week on Monday at $309.11 a hundredweight. Select was $9.97 higher at $293.76. A hard break in corn futures on Monday and the higher trajectory of wholesale beef values did support a rally in live cattle futures Monday. They were an average of $2.37 higher week to week with a dollar and three cents of that coming on Monday. According to Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University, in his weekly market comments, it now appears that it will take the remainder of the second quarter and likely much of the third quarter of the year 
to move the fed cattle industry into tighter numbers and relieve the capacity constraints that are limiting the fed cattle market. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of CAF News. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at CAFnews.net. The aforementioned break in corn futures to start the week finally gave feeder cattle a chance to take a swipe at the extremely oversold conditions. They were up an average of $3.36 to start the week, but were mixed week to week from an average of $1.33 higher across the front half of the board to an average of $0.79 lower. Corn futures were down $0.20 to $0.27 through the front six contracts on Monday, but were still an average of $0.37 higher week to week in those same contracts. Those rising feed costs continued to batter cash calf and feeder cattle markets last week. As Kuntz explained, if live cattle have little upside and the corn market continues to ration old crop, then it's feeder cattle that have to adjust. Nationwide, steers and heifers sold one to four dollars a hundred weight lower, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. The exception was one to three dollars higher for grass ready steers in the north central region. In his weekly market comments, Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, says it likely will be late summer or early fall before calf and feeder cattle markets show signs of recovery and improvement. If drought persists and encroaches more on the corn belt, then a more dismal market may still be ahead of the industry, Griffith says. For perspective, in his weekly market comments, Aaron Smith, crops marketing specialist at the University of Tennessee says, if the current drought intensifies, nearby corn and soybean futures could reach or exceed 2012 highs of $8.43 a bushel for corn and $17.94 a bushel for soybeans. Alternatively, he says, if drought conditions improve, new crop corn futures could take a step back to $5 to $6 and new crop soybean futures could retrace to the $11.50 to $13 range. Although not impossible, Smith says it seems very unlikely for prices to retreat to year-ago levels. Keep in mind, you can listen to daily market commentary and highlights in the free Cattle Current podcast at www.cattlecurrent.com. One more note this week, U.S. beef exports surged in March with volume up 8% year-over-year and the second most in the post-BSE era, according to data released by USDA and compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Export value for the month exceeded $800 million for the first time at $801.9 million, up 14% year-over-year. March highlights included record beef exports to China, Honduras, and the Philippines. According to Dan Hallstrom, USMEF President and CEO, beef exports were off to a respectable start this year, considering the logistical and labor challenges that the industry is facing, as well as ongoing restrictions on the food service sector in many key markets. While these obstacles are not totally behind us, Hallstrom explained, the March results show the situation is improving, 
and the export totals better reflect the strong level of global demand for U.S. red meat. And that's your May 11th calf news price point with Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.